Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome back to this Friday night edition of Right on Radio. Today we've got a great show for you. And as usual, it's not a show you'll expect. The news is huge. There was a big bombshell press conference yesterday from Trump's lawyers on the election. And we're going to mention it. But that's not what the show is about, ladies and gentlemen. This show is about navigating the war. And ladies and gentlemen, there's no one better to navigate the war than my co-host. And before I bring her on, let me introduce myself. My name is Jeff, and I'm really thankful that you've joined us on this broadcast. But it's not me that matters. It's my co-host. Her website is Illuminate the Darkness. It is the be-all and end-all site to learn all that is deep and all that is warfare in this world. So visit Illuminate the Darkness and illuminate your mind. But now she is the one and the only. She is best known as the Admiral of the Anti-Antichrist Army and her name is Jesse Zaboder. I am just sitting here laughing. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had so many titles in life. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty more to come. Admiral of the anti-anti-antichrist army. I like this. <laughs> this is good. And I believe that's a fitting position for you. You lead pretty large teams. You don't talk about it on air. But I know what you do. Jesse. What's been amazing, and uh, you know, right before we tape the show for the listening audience, we usually spend five minutes, sometimes 10, sometimes it goes to 15 minutes, just talking about, you know, what, well, personally, we get out what our day is like and things like that, but, you know, we pray for each other, we pray for people around us, and then after the show, Sometimes some real magic happens and we wish we'd recorded it. And so in the future, we're probably going to record some of this stuff and release it maybe in a, in a particular way as outtakes. But for example, the conversation with Tom after the Matrix show on, uh, on Tuesday, Jesse, where that conversation went was just wild. You actually ministered to him yeah, in a lot of ways powerful um just some of the truths that came out in that conversation and between you know there was a lot of collaborating between tom and i and different puzzle pieces that came together for both of us that just brought out this dynamic um conversation and i wish we had recorded that because that would have been such a wealth for people to hear well, because we don't want to cheat the art, the audience, now we've said we're going to cover the Matrix script and we're going to go through the actual story, well, the Immortals. Let's give it its proper name. We're going to go through that with Tom. But with his permission, I want to get more into this personal stuff because, listen, the script is one thing. There's a whole business thing. There's court. All that's important, but nothing's more important than the person. Right. Right. And, you know, that's that's what we're all about is making sure that every voice is heard, that the truth of, of what's really going on in our world is coming out. And he's one of those people who's been impacted. The enemy has hit him hard and attacked him. And, you know, knowing that he's powerful. Allows, yeah. Knowing his story allows us to come alongside and stand with him in this war against the enemy. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of standing in the war against the enemy, before we get to the news, I want to give a shout out to a couple people who listen to the show regularly, first of all, but I've never met them, but they are people that really post some great stuff. And I want to, I've asked for permission to share their Twitter handles. They're not big 
public figures or anything like that. But you know, the advantage of going to some of these smaller accounts sometimes, like if you, the bigger accounts, they really care what people think of them. So they filter their conversation. But these two patriots, and I believe they're both God-fearing people as well, um, you know, I just want to plug them. And listen, if you're not following them, I suggest you do follow them because some of the posts and, and the one that comes to mind first and it is her her Twitter handle is Measy Wags. So that's at M-E-A-Z-Y, Measy Wags, W-A-G-S, at Measy Wags. She posted something yesterday that just threw me back because we talk about, you know, the actual power that we have uh, as as followers of God, as as believers, people in the way, as I like to call it. And she posted something so powerful. I, I don't have it here to read. And it's better because I want you to go to her Twitter feed. And another Twitter feed, Jesse, if I may, I want to share this guy. I don't know what it is, but I have a bit of an affinity with him. Um, he's just been so generous to the show and retweeting the show and stuff like that. And, you know, these people aren't asking me to do this. I asked if I could share them. And his is really easy to uh, to remember. And so write it down as well as along with Measy Wags, but at Matrix of Justice. Matrix spelt just as you would think, M-A-T-R-I-X of justice. And he posts some great stuff. He's a faithful guy. He is in the fight alongside of us. And, you know, Jesse and I might have this platform where we get heard by thousands of people, you know, or tens of thousands of people every week. We can't do it without these people. And, and so this is your call as well to the listening audience. Listen, you got to get in the fight. You have to. Uh, we're not doing this for ourselves. In fact, we're taking great personal risk doing this. But you can help us by sharing. <laughs> Liking and sharing. Subscribing. Multiple platforms. The tech tyrants are against us. You've seen it. It's obvious now. And I'll plug it. I'm, you know, I've been, those two individuals have been following me faithfully for quite a long time. And, you know, so many times they're coming right alongside of me, you know, supporting my ministry, just, you know, plugging stuff, getting it out there. And, um, you know, they're faithful followers of the Lord. They're mighty prayer warriors. So I also agree, you know, get out there, follow them. They've got a lot of good stuff that they put out there and, and, and their heart testifies, you know, they, they truly love the Lord and they're not in it for themselves. They're not in it for fame or, or, you know, how many followers they can get. They're really in this fight. So. And both of them said that actually, look, I'm not in this for followers or anything. And maybe we should make this a bit of a regular segment. We'll be a little bit more quick about it in the future, uh, but I want to highlight some other people that are in the fight, if we could. What do you think, Jesse? Good idea? I think that's a great idea. All right. Now, let's get into the news just as a, it'll be a presupposition, really, or a segue into where this conversation is going to go. And you're going to love this to the listening audience. I, I really believe you will. So there was a huge news conference yesterday, and there were some bombs made. Unfortunately, the mainstream media didn't carry it it's only about the election of a president you know like how more so it's actually fortunate that they didn't cover it because they're exposing themselves even more right the mainstream media is going to die a hard death (laughs) they're they're gonna hit the ground hard i agree (laughs) yeah uh you know the communist news network's already for sale Yep. They're losing money, like they're bleeding right now. And, and not that we celebrate a business going down, but uh, uh, the transformation of a business or, you know, Christian billionaires coming up and uh, and buying these things. Right. I'm all for that. So at this news conference, 
essentially, you know, Rudy Giuliani did a great job. He broke down the fundamentals of it and they put out their legal case. I don't want to focus on a legal case because that information's all over the place and you can find it pretty easily. Sidney Powell, what she said was so powerful, Jesse. We, you know, this is a landslide. We as Americans, as patriots, are not going to back down. We're going to take our country back. Right. But part of that statement, Jesse, was they they revealed how this corruption, the same players, it's been all in all these other countries. Mm-hmm. Half of like the free worlds and the communist worlds, elections have been rigged for a long time. Right. So this has become a global movement, which is what we expected. Yep. Yeah, we're not the only country affected. The, this, this really is, you know, a global, the, this system is operating globally of Luciferians. And the whole world is depending on what happens in the United States, because the United States is God's chosen land. You know, I know Israel is a special place, but God formed the United States in his model, and he's going to take it back. So this is where we're going today on this broadcast. First of, first of all, Donald J. Trump is the president of the United States. Yep. That's not a controversy. It, there it is, is not a president, office of president-elect. Right. Okay. So... What's happening and where we're going to change this conversation, and I thank Jesse so much for giving me this. She doesn't even know it yet. But what they did at the press conference was they gave out information. And you can find the information that they gave out everywhere. Every social media, even though it's being blocked, people are retweeting it, people are sharing on Facebook. It gets out there before it gets censored. They can't control us all because the army is big. Right. So they gave out information, but the Lord gives out revelation. That's good. And this is where this broadcast is going. And I, and I must admit, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Mark Taylor uh, who's known as the Trump prophet. He did a show last night and, uh, and I watched it. I really feel attracted to the words that he says, uh, they reside in my spirit. So I'm going to repeat some of the stuff he said, but, uh, you know, I, I guess for lack of a better term, we'll put our own stink on it. <laughs> that <sounds> great. <laughs> so right now, Jesse, people are worried. People are living in fear. People have some anxieties, you know, and we might've even contributed to that on the on the last show when I did the revelations about AG Barr and stuff like that. And, and by the way, there's people putting out posts that AG Barr is under house arrest, so is Christopher Ray. Those I cannot confirm. I don't know if that is true. So I was gonna report it as someone else is reporting, but. We can't confirm it. So again, that's information. Today, we're going to go for revelation. Amen. And it's important, as you were saying that, um, what the Lord was bringing to mind is that revelation is not given so that we can be afraid. You know, revelation is given so that we can remember the power of God, that it says his kingdom comes in power. And he's revealed to us, you know, that there's going to be tribulation, there's going to be trial, the Antichrist is going to rise. But he didn't reveal that so we'd be afraid. He revealed it so we would remember that in light of those things, his kingdom is coming in power. And his will will be done. Amen. And even though there's, you know, going to be some hard times, look, this is a revolution. This is a war there's some hard times coming and we'll get through it. The the apostles, you know, the disciples, 
look at what these guys went through. I don't think that's in the cards for us. I think grace abounds pretty, pretty good right now. But we're going to go through a hard time. You know, stock your shelves. <laughs> what can I say? Um, have some supplies. Have a bug out bag if you need to. You know, we're not alarmists, but be prepared. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, I think it's, I always forget if it's first or second Peter, um, but first or second Peter 1.16, uh, the apostle Peter wrote about, you know, that whole book is about a lot of the trials that they faced and the things that they had to go through. And that verse says, you know, we didn't follow cleverly invented stories. When we told you about the power and the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesties. And I think about that, that, you know, this time, that's what we are. We're eyewitnesses of all that God's about to do. And you, the listening audience, were chosen to live at this time, which means you're chosen to participate. So... You know, when I say, uh, by the way, get your own show as well. Get the information out there. But when I say liking and sharing and subscribing and that are a big deal, they really are because it really helps get the information out. So you were chosen for this time. Don't lay back on the couch and watch the world go around because you might not like the world you inherit. Some people are going to be left behind. In right. this, and, and this isn't escapism. This is a fight. And so there's a lot of revelation that we want to get to. And we want to talk about how to get rid of anxieties, how to get rid of fears. And, you know, with all this battle that's going on in the courts and stuff like that, you know, literally the world hangs in the balance because it's either going to be the new world order or we're going to have a few more years of grace. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it really right. does hang in the balance. So let's equip the people by the way, Christian and non-Christian mm -hmm. to fight this because we are in it together. Amen. If you love your family, if you love your kids, you want a safe place to live, you don't want to be in a FEMA camp, then uh, get into the fight. So we all want a good life to be manifest. And for it to happen, it does have to manifest right? Yep, it sure does. Okay. So Jesse and I have talked before on this program, and we are in complete agreement that everything is created in the spirit first. Mm -hmm. Nothing is manifest in the physical unless it starts in the spiritual first. So, this is very important. God has already decided the ending. But how it gets to that ending, he created us in his image and we're free will agents. Mm -hmm. Did the Israelites get to the promised land? Yeah. Yep. Did they take the long way? Yep. <laughs> Do we want to go through 40 years of communist and FEMA camps and then our grandchildren finally fight back? No. <laughs> Is that what we want? Okay. So we have to get in the fight. First of all, if you want something to be manifest or made manifest, you have to see it in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You have to believe it in the spirit. You don't have to know all the steps and how it gets there. Don't let your mind complicate your faith. Faith, by definition, is the belief in things yet unseen. Mm -hmm. And when something is going to manifest, it's important to understand what manifest is. For something to be manifest, it means it's already there. Mm -hmm. You just haven't seen it yet. So again, faith is the belief in things yet unseen. 
and the manifestation is it's already there you just have to see it yeah now that's a great uh, you know even scripture gives us a great example of that um our churches unfortunately have failed to bring out the full meaning of some of the words and you know in the stories in the old testament so as you were talking um one of the most famous ones is a father abraham and you know scripture says that it was accounted to him because of his faith and you know people understand that he really wrestled you know god made him promises that he was a, he was an old man he couldn't have ch- children or technically should not have been able to have children he was in his late 80s and yet the lord promised him that he would give him his own land that he would give him heirs as many as the sand in the sea that he'd make him into a mighty nation and yet at that time you know he had nothing and he was in his 80s you know and you know when it talks about that he believed god that word is very interesting in the hebrew because it's not just like he had this mental belief like okay lord you said it i'm going to trust that you're going to make it happen um it it implies first that he he wrestled with that information and he considered he considered all the factors i'm old i'm past the age of childbearing my wife is old she's already gone through menopause um you know according to our culture once that happens women cannot have children um you know he didn't have any family land he didn't have even a place to settle he was a traveler you know he picked up his house and moved his tent from place to place you know so all these things he took into factor and yet said okay lord you are going to make me a nation you're going to give me children i believe you but then it was more it implies much much more it wasn't just that he personally believed god whenever he spoke to people whenever he you know brought it out he he spoke as though it had already happened so you know in conversations with people it was you know i'm abraham the lord has made me into a great nation the lord has given me children and and he just spoke as though it already was the belief in things yet unseen right now for this to be effective and for this to be by the way that was fantastic what a great example jesse for this to be effective and for us to conquer the world in this way so we don't live in under communist rule which by the way if biden got in the new world order is rolling in like within 6 months this thing is happening like it's it's really that close don't think for a second we're not there you have to eliminate the what ifs mm-hmm. and just and and by the way it's not only if if you're in prayer or if you're not a christian you have to eliminate it because there is something to be said about the global consciousness we are all connected we are it doesn't you don't have to be a christian to be in the club we are all connected and when one goes and does something that's really bad it affects us all and it brings down the entire global consciousness which we we were alluding to on our last broadcast the enemy is really scared of everyone waking up because our thoughts christian or non-christian your thoughts are still powerful you can move mountains mm-hmm. we are made in the image of god and we've inherited a lot of the stuff it's all through him it's because of him he holds every atom together but this is the understanding 
that we need to come to as a people, mm-hmm. as a people. And together, in our togetherness, by the way, one of my favorite words, our togetherness, I just love it, is for that to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And it will. Jesse, they can't hear you nodding your head. <laughs> I'm just nodding my head in, in complete agreement. <laughs> So how can someone, if someone has anxiety, Jesse, if someone is in depression, it's easy to th- say, look, think positive thoughts. But I, I've, I've suffered from depression. Um, it runs in my family. Um, I've beat it. But it certainly weighs on me once in a while. It comes back. And, and you know, when you're in that state, you actually, it's so counterintuitive, but you actually want more depression to justify the depression you're in. It's a, it's a vicious demonic cycle. And I use that word advisedly. So Jesse, when someone's facing those oppositions, you know, it's nice for us to say, look, just manifest things. And, you know, this, by, and by the way, this isn't a, a gospel that we're preaching that, you know, name it and claim it because it does not work that way. As an expert on stewardship, I'll guarantee you it does not work that way. <laughs> And I am an expert on it. So, Jesse, how does someone combat those and get themselves up to the place where they can participate in this positive global consciousness or prayer? Well, there's several things. So I'm going to hit on a couple things today. The first is, you know, realizing that faith is key. And scripture gives us everything that we need for our faith to grow. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm a biblical literalist. Um, You know, if a verse tells me to do something uh, and we're excluding all the, you know, naysayers out there who say, you know, there's verses about she went out and killed so-and-so. So are you going to go do that? Okay, we're excluding all of those verses that talk about things like that. Okay, what we're talking about today are the weapons that are within scripture that are not of this world that are given to us. And these really are powerful weapons. And, you know, I can talk about it today because I've lived through this. I have literally applied these things in my life during different situations. So, so when we're talking about worry and fear and anxiety, um, there is a biblical cure. It it literally is something where you have everything you need to overcome this. So with the first one, with worry, um, it talks about that the cure for worry is to remember the power of God. And Corey ten Boom was an expert in this one. Um, you know, and she even she even says that directly in one of her books. I believe it's uh, in her book, Jesus is Victor. She says that the cure for worry is remembering the power of God. So when she was in the concentration camps and, you know, that worry, the what ifs, you know, would start to hit her, the Lord would remind her of different miracles, the things that he had done in their lives. Um, one of those things was, you know, her sister Betsy had to um, have a bottle of vitamins because she had heart condition. And so, you know, the entire time that they were in that concentration camp, you know, they, they saw all these other women suffering too. And the two of them had decided from the get-go that they would not be selfish with these vitamins. And they knew that that might mean that Betsy would die earlier Um you know, if they were there for a long time. But they decided they would share with whoever the Lord brought who needed those vitamins. And they were in a barracks of over 400 women. And, you know, they just shared. And that bottle of vitamins never ran out the entire time they were there. Uh, The day Corey was released from the concentration camp was the day that bottle was empty. So that speaks to, you know, the power of God that 
you know, he knows the health needs while we're in whatever situation we're in. God knows exactly what we need, and he has the ability to meet those needs. Um, so when you start to worry, remember the power of God. Start thinking of the miracles that you've heard about in other people's lives, through miracles that have happened in Scripture, maybe even miracles that have happened in your own life. Um, you know, I was somebody who, as a child, I suffered a lot from asthma. And um, literally, one day I was at a concert when I was 17 years old, and there was 500, about 500 youth there. And at one point in the middle of the concert, the leader of the band all of a sudden just raised his hands up in the air, and he, he started worshiping the Lord. And all 500 of us, like, it wasn't like somebody was like, hey, let's get on our knees. It wasn't like that. It was like all of a sudden we were all moved and we just all fell onto our hands and knees. And as I was down there, all of a sudden, clear as day, the Lord says to me, I've taken your asthma away. And I have never had it a day since. Um, later, now in life, the Lord brought that story back. I, I had a friend who had a massive heart attack and um, we were sitting one morning talking and actually his his wife had to go to work and after his heart attack, the meds that they had him on, his blood pressure was like, um, it was like 80 over 40. Now, as being somebody who was working in the medical field, if somebody's blood pressure is that low, we're already pulling out the crash court, ha crash cart, having having it on the side of the door, because we're expecting that heart to stop, okay? Because that's that's getting pretty low. So I'm just sitting there talking to him, and he had already talked to his doctor. His, his doctor was like, you know, no, I don't need to, or he didn't need to go in, you know. So, but he was scared, you know. And so as we're talking, the Lord reminds me of that story. And then the Lord brought to my mind the verse that says, you know, he's giving the, the apostles, he's, he's sending them out and he says, heal the sick. Oh, hello. Screen freeze. Cast out the demon. Really, you've been given. Jesse, you're... you're Oh, you're, can you hear me? You're, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, heal the sick. Your screen froze. Okay. Uh, it's, it says your internet connection is unstable. Or is that talking about mine? That's must be yours. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways, we're back. So okay. I I know the audience missed that because the screen froze. So okay. can you we'll continue from there? Yeah. So. Um, the Lord brought to my mind that verse that says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers and cast out the demons. Freely you've received, freely give. And that last part of that verse all of a sudden just stuck out, you know, freely give just as you have received. And so I said to him, I said, hey, you know, let's take a moment. Can I pray over your blood pressure? And he said, sure, let's do it. You know? So we prayed and, you know, every day after that, not only did God stabilize his blood pressure, but then he'd keep coming back and, and he would say, you know, I want you to know God healed my heart and my blood pressure. And I, and he's like, I want you to never forget that God used you to do that. So, you know, that's one of those things, you know, in remembering the power of God in your own life, what things has God given to you? And then as you see other people who are struggling, you know, how can you use that, that they also, you know, may have may experience the healings or receive the things that God's given to you. Um, there's a give and a take with this, that as you're given, you're to also then extend it back out to others. Um, so that's very powerful to remember that. 
Um, with anxiety, the, the cure is a little different. Um, in Philippians 4, 6, it says, you know, be anxious for nothing. And it's not just a statement. This literally is a command given to us that we are not to be anxious for anything. Like, you know, for anything means <laughs> for anything. So, um, you know, there's no reason to be anxious. Um, the cure, it says, is that in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Um, you know, we think about scripture tells us that we're to be in prayer all the time. Supplication means that there's this humbleness that, that we're coming um, some people physically show that humbleness. They bow or they will kneel before the Lord. Um, but in your heart, you're, you're coming to that place where you're submitting to the Lord. And so in prayer, you're submitting to the Lord and you're thanking him. You're thanking him before it's even happened. You know, you're believing that he's going to hear your request and that he's going to answer it. And again, you know, the answer may not always be exactly what we ask, but we're thanking him because God is good. So we know whatever answer he gives is for our good and our benefit and for the furtherance of his kingdom. Um, so, you know, as we're doing that, we're bringing forward our requests. And, you know, I, the Lord taught me once, you know, a lot of times I cheapen my requests. Um, you know, it's like, okay, Lord, could you, you know, heal this person who's, who's struggling? Um, can you, Lord, can you, you know, take this depression from me? Um, you know, God help me through the, this financial issue, you know? And so one day I was visiting with a patient and was this little old lady with dementia and she you know she wasn't a strong christian but you know she'd grown up going to church her entire life um she was she liked to have affection so she liked to have hugs but she wasn't somebody who would hug you back you know um so i used to just sit with her and i would read to her and and talk to her and stuff and you know i usually didn't get much back because she had dementia but the one day she all of a sudden she just reaches around and she grabs me in this huge hug and pulls me like really close to her. And I was like, oh, you know, I, mean, I was kind of like surprised. I was like, wow, okay, like I guess we're going for a hug here. So I gave her, you know, I was like hugging her back and she just, she wasn't letting go, you know. So I'm like, okay, we're just kind of <laughs> sitting here hugging, you know. And, and I was like, boy you must need a lot of love today, you know? And I just kind of gave her a tighter hug, right? And as I gave that tighter hug, she kind of like pulled back and she's still holding me, you know? So it's not like I can just let go, you know? So she pulls back and she's looking at me straight in the eyes and she's got this disgusted look on her face, you know, like she's really unhappy. And she says to me, you could go bigger. <laughs> I was like, all righty then. I'm not sure what she's wanting. <laughs> but anyway, right after that got done, I, you know, I was started driving back to work and, um, and the Lord says to me, you never ask me to go bigger. And I was like, you know, Lord, you're right. I bring my request once. Uh, a lot of times it's the same request. I mean, I will bring it. Like I said, I, you know, I've been praying since I was, you know, doing prayer journals since I was 15, keeping track of every prayer the Lord has answered. And I'll just keep bringing those prayers before him all the time until they're answered, you know, for years, some of them. But... I never ask for bigger. I never ask God to go above and beyond what I 
imagine or feel could happen. And God wants us to go there. Like when we're anxious, it's not just that he wants us to say, okay, Lord, take this depression um, or take away whatever, you know, give me money so I can meet my bills this month. You know, God's saying, ask me to sell a thousand cows on a thousand hills. I will sell them all. Ask for all the money. Ask for me to open my storehouses that are limitless and to pour out the blessings upon you and your family. You know, ask me to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Ask me to go big. And we we don't do that. Wow. You are my sister. <laughs> so, well, you you were part of that. You you're teaching me about part of this. This like I said, I've had to go through this process. <laughs> wow. That that is so yes, ask for much bigger. God wants to give much bigger. By the way, you're not a Christian. Hope you realize that this isn't a religious program. You know, we're not religious at all. It's just a way of life. And if you're listening and you're not a Christian, please understand, I'm still a sinner. Mm-hmm. Jesse, not so much. She's pretty much sainted already. No, not really. <laughs> I have to but, be honest, Jeff. I'm still a sinner too. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And so people think, well, I, I can't, I can't uh, come to him. And you know, this isn't an altar call. This isn't a preaching broadcast, but it's a big part of our life. In fact, Jesse and I, before we went on air, we were talking about, you know, we might do a Bible study or something like that and even make it interactive uh, once in a while, like maybe once a week or twice a, uh, twice a month or something like that. We'll figure it out right now. The news is pretty big, but this is an important thing to get through. And, and by the way, just when you talked about your personal story with your asthma, yeah. My pastor goes, you know why I jog? Because I had severe asthma and God cured me. Wow. So he jogs every day and, and he worships as he jogs. It's, it's become his thing and it's a, just a great right. testimony. So if you're listening to this and uh, you have asthma, you know, maybe, uh, maybe not even just ask to cure asthma, but, you know, give me the ability to jog. Well, and if he's worshiping too, that means he's singing while he's jogging. He is. And, and by the way, he is a brilliant musician as well. So, yeah, really good. Jesse, as you were saying all that stuff, um, this is a, turning into be a bit of a longer broadcast. And I hope we've kept your attention as a listening audience because, well, I hope this is going to be special. This was unplanned. But as you were talking, I... Uh, I thought of some stuff that I have that I could share much along the lines that we did on our election day special uh, for, for the listening audience. You know, I, everything I teach is faith-based and I don't even consider myself a teacher. I'm just really trying to spread the word to make the world a better place. But, you know, prior to this COVID and stuff, I often would speak on stages and, you know, I, I guess I was lumped into the motivational speaker or, you know, a guy who teaches how to make money. But to me, it was never about those things. It was actually just passing along. I had been discipled when I was at the lowest part in my life. I had lost everything, Jesse. I lost everything. I was down to my last $10. And this guy started teaching me about stewardship. And literally, when I'm down to my last 10 bucks, I fell down on my knees and I said, thank you, God, I get it. You know, this was actually the best thing you did for me. And, you know, I'm not going to give a whole testimony here, but I'll tell you what happened is three days later, I got a call and I was flying first class to go to the United Arab Emirates to work on a project. Um, you know, it just like my life turned around in days. And by the way, to do that trip, I went to the Goodwill and bought a $10 suit. Oh <laughs> and I flew first class. I've stayed at a five-star hotel. Uh, I had limo service at my 24-hour call. And, you know, my life changed in an instant. Mm -hmm. So from down and out, and 
So I teach a lot of stuff, and it's it's really based on on the gospel and the things I've learned through stewardship principles and and from studying this. And as you were saying this, Jesse, as a bonus to our audience, if you kept around, I hope this is going to be special, uh, and it'll be even more special because Jesse will be able to interact with it. I'm going to show you a couple slides from one of my presentations. And I think this is going to fit perfectly. Um, I haven't looked at this in a long time, but I'm going to share my screen. Uh, by the way, we're on YouTube right now. If you're not watching this on YouTube, I'm going to spell it out for you so you're not missing a thing other than how pretty my slides are. <laughs> so let me uh, share screen. And this is the one I'm going to share. And let me see from, oh, my mouse froze from current slide. All right. So, yeah, so I'm seeing a control negative and a triangle. Yeah. So your mind is in the middle of it and we have fears, we have emotions, and we have knowledge. So by the way, the, these three slides normally take me about 30, 40 minutes. I'm gonna fast track through this, uh, but I think you're gonna come out with some really good, really great tools. So when we look at this and we break it down, what are the fears? Yes, yeah, so I, I see death, poverty, criticism, bad health, loss of love and old age and we can expound on those things and, yeah. and i certainly do when i'm speaking live but um you know everyone has those fears they're built into us that's part of our dna okay now let's look at emotions negative emotions jesse yeah we've got pride lust gluttony greed sloth wrath and envy right so how do we overcome these fears and emotions yeah we we bring it before the lord we bring our requests in prayer with thanksgiving before the lord um so so for me you know I don't know if you have a different thing you're going to say, but for me, if I was struggling, let's just say I'm struggling with anger or wrath. Um, you know, scripture says that, you know, until all things are submitted under Christ's feet. And so the first thing I have to do is acknowledge, Hey Lord, I'm struggling with this anger towards so-and-so or about this thing. And I'm now submitting that anger under your feet. And I'm asking you to be Lord over my emotions and take control of them. Absolutely. So essentially, and you're absolutely correct, Jesse, but knowledge is the key. And you have to know that God can do it. Right. Right. So absolutely. knowledge is the key. So now let's put this into some practical education. So we have our mind, and by the way, your mind is your weapon, just as, as you wield the word of God as a weapon. But as we talked about our collective consciousness, everything. So by the way, like 95% of the people in my seminars are not Christian, right? So that's why this is so powerful, because they actually get the word of God kind of, you know, um, by default. So if you want to control your mind, and I'm just going to go through this circle here. You've got your emotions. That's the E. And so for the people listening on the podcast, we've got a, uh, a circle. And in the middle of the circle is a circle that says mind. And then there's four circles that are connected uh, around it. And the circles say E, F, W, and B. So E stands for emotion. F stands for fear. Okay, so no matter what, you're always going to have emotions and fear is built into us. It's not supposed to rule us, but if you're standing at a ledge, you're supposed to be scared of falling off, right? 
Right. <laughs> okay, so there is a healthy part of fear, and that's why God is put into it. Now, the W, this is powerful, and I, I spend a lot of time on this, but I'm going to cut it short for just the length of the show here today. The W stands for why. Know why you're doing something. If you don't have a purpose in doing something, why are you doing it? Right? So why is very powerful. And really finding out your why you want to do something is one of the best things you can personally do for yourself. And it will affect everyone around you. Yeah, that, that's actually that question is how, you know, when I'm feeling anxious, I say, why am I feeling anxious? And that's how I get the request to ask. You know, if it's, if I'm being anxious because I'm afraid that I won't have what I need. Okay. Well, now I know what request to make Lord provide for the need. Absolutely. So, you know, understanding the why there, but I would also position it, Jesse, as why do I want to get rid of it? That's a good question as well. Okay. So this is kind of a circle and this is a pattern that we all go through, uh, particularly if you're trying to accomplish a goal, which is really the, the purpose of this. It's more for an accomplishment. But you have your emotions that say, hey, I can't do it. I have my fears. Then once you have your why, you have some tools to go forward. But then you get to the B. And the B, this is a golden rule. I wish I had a scripture to back it up, but I'm just going to call it a golden rule. Okay. Actually, there is scripture to back it up. I just don't have it handy, but... The B would be equivalent to the biblical of testing. Whenever you get 80% of the way to what you want to achieve, you're going to be tested. And so the B in this case stands for barriers. It happens every time. This is why most small businesses close. They get so close, they have a great idea, you're so creative, you want to do it. And you can apply this to anything in your life. It's not just a business thing. But you're always gonna encounter the barriers or the testing. Mm -hmm. And most people turn around at that point. But here's the thing, you can see you're three quarters of the way there. If you just get past that test, bang, you're, you're there, you've accomplished it. I, I call those barriers mountains and the scripture that I always remember is Joshua 14 where Caleb says to Joshua give me this mountain to conquer and the second one is you know it says if we have the faith of a mustard seed we can move the mountains so here's the part where we need to say to those mountains literally say you know I'm commanding you to move from here. Get out of my way. <laughs> but you but you have to take the steps. If you want to get over the mountain, you actually got to start climbing it. You can't say the mountain's too big for me. So knowing why you want to go over that mountain is so important. Mm -hmm. But now here's the magic. And this ties in, this is what really... Uh, what you inspired me when you were telling me your testimony and stuff before, before we brought up this, you're always going to have your emotion. That's a given, but fears other than healthy fears can be rid of. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? We replace them. What do we replace them with? We replace them with fruit. Mm. Name anyone in the audience, leave a comment if you're against having any of these things in your life. Jesse, would you like to read them? Yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, 
goodness and self-control. So replace your fears with fruit. And then something really spectacular happens. But there's one word there that I think a lot of people struggle with and they don't understand what forbearance means. So let me just give you an example. Let's say someone, uh, you bought something and it didn't quite live up to the promise. Maybe you bought something off of a friend and he didn't include brand new batteries with it. And it was supposed to have batteries. It's a minor thing. But then you complain, well, I'm owed that. It, I'm owed it. You owe it to me. That's forbearance. That's the opposite. You want to be able to say, listen, I'm at peace with it. That was the agreement. It didn't live up to it, but I'm satisfied in it. And I can have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, and self-control in that type of situation. So that's what it's talking about. So here's the beautiful thing, Jesse. When you turn your fears into fruit, you know what else changes? The W. That's true. Your Y becomes, or your W, which become, instead of your Y, becomes your willpower. Mm. When you're looking at that mountain that you were talking about, Jesse, you not only have to have a strong Y, I want to climb it and go over it because it's a heck of a feat, you have to have willpower. When you get to the top and you say, I can't do it, your why enforces your will. And when you've erased a lot of your fears, and by the way, these fruits will help every one of your emotions. Right. You have a strong willpower. And then not only does your why become your willpower, but the B becomes an R, which means results. Mm -hmm. We want to result in a better world. There's nothing more to it than that. We want to result in a much better world. And that is a quick practical guide on how we can do it together. Right. Boy, Jeff, that, that was just perfect. That fit together so well. Jesse, God was going to bring us here today. (laughs) But we said at the beginning, we wanted to prepare and God just, as we pieced it together, I feel like God did that. He, he's put tools into people's hands today. You know, I agree. And, uh, to the audience and listen a little bit longer show a little bit more random but we're going to do these from time to time because it's not all news all the time life is much more than that and i just encourage you the listening audience to to make the best out of life you know you can turn thing you know jesus made water into wine which is one of my favorite scriptures by the way <laughs> you know i happen to like wine <laughs> I was going to ask, is it because yeah, but, but, of a miracle? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, one of these days I'm going to turn water into beer. <laughs> but, but, you know, one of the things that came up as well, and it's just one of my favorite parts in the Bible, and, and this is probably where, you know, I'll give you the final word, Jesse, but where... I really think we are, and and the story that parallels this, because it's a time of testing, and, you know, we talk a lot about human trafficking, we talk about the enemy, and we have a formidable enemy, as we're just in these, these meat suits right now, we have a spiritual being that's coming against us, and he's trying to create stuff in the spirit world that manifests for him, and we're... God's calling us to step in and say, no, we don't want that because we're free will agents. And the story that comes to mind is one of my best stories. And I, I only paraphrase it because it's just so funny. It's Elijah. Mm. And when he's going around the fire, 
Oh, you know, when they're all dancing around the fire, calling their gods, and they're beating themselves on their back, and and he's punking them. So you know what? Trump might have actually learned to troll from Elijah. He might have the spirit of Elijah in him. <laughs> Don't forget, Elijah never died. Right? But he was punking these guys off. Yell a little bit louder. Maybe your god can't hear you. <laughs> right? Just mocking him. And But he had the confidence. He knew when it was his turn to step up. He knew. And God delivered massively. Right? And instantly, and God wants to do that now. Jesse said, pray for something bigger. That's right. Pray for something bigger. And that's a great story. I mean, it wasn't just that, you know, the wood that was supposed to start on fire, you know, and remind you, they were not using matches or any means to ignite that wood. Okay, so we all know wood just can't randomly start on fire by itself and on top of that they they were he had them adding water pouring water so you know what are the chances of wet wood starting a fire by itself and he kept you know pour on more water more water more you know until the trench was filled you know so soaked wood is not gonna spontaneously combust yet he didn't stop at the you know, scientific level that spontaneous wood or wood is just not spontaneously going to combust when it's wet. You know, he believed, you know, that God would go big. And, and when he kneeled down and said, Lord, send your fire, that fire came and it consumed everything, you know, all the wood, all the water, the entire sacrifice it consumed everything and they were left standing there with nothing but seeing the power of God that day. And it took boldness. It took action. He took action. Right. He, he kneeled. Here's another guy who took action. Didn't Moses put a staff in the water? He had to do something. And by the way, the sea parted and they walked across on dry land. That's a literal story, by the way. That actually happened. That is not just a nice story. But he took action. So to the listening audience, and again, this broadcast isn't about us. We want to live in a better world. Are you willing to take action? Are you willing to share this broadcast? Are you willing to share it with your friends who aren't Christian? Are you willing to be bold enough? Are you ashamed? Are you ashamed of what we've said? Are you ashamed of what God's word says? Or are you just scared that we might not win this battle and you don't want to take a chance? So my encouragement to you is to share this, to tell your friends about this broadcast. Tell your friends about other media sources that you're listening to as well. Well, even bigger, share with us what big things you are asking of God. Put the requests out there. Let us see them. And then we're going to all watch as God answers those and goes bigger. And Jesse and I will pray over them. Yep. But but I don't have time to respond to every comment. Please forgive <laughs> <No>. me. <laughs> because they're in so many different platforms now. I've just, I've kind of, and plus, you know what? Honestly, I've been a little bit disappointed with the comments, Jesse. Most of them, and by the way, thank you, because most of them have been just super loving people committing to pray with us and everything else. And I and I love seeing those. Um, and I do respond when I can. Uh, I actually have a pretty busy life, believe it or not. But I do respond when I can. And uh, But I'm not getting enough hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is everybody's chance to give Jeff hate mail because when God, you know, we're trusting though God's going to go big. And when God goes big, you know, we're expecting the enemy to come in like a flood. So that's right. And and by the way, the hate mail just because I like to I like more. <laughs> I really do. I kind of enjoy it. Um as Trump would say, I'm not tired of winning. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so 
listen, that, that's a great, what a great show, Jesse. I'm, I'm glad we did this. And uh, we turned away from the news to do a special Thanks. broadcast. And, and by the way, um, because I'm living outside of the USA right now, and where I'm living, we've already had our Thanksgiving. You have yours coming up. I'm going to plug do. this a couple times. I've decided to do a special show for American Thanksgiving. Awesome. I'm excited. And it's going to be a very short show because I know you're going to be busy that week. And I'm going to do it solo. Jesse, you have the day off. Oh, oh wait. I can be part. I don't mind. You can be part? Okay. Well, of course. I'd love that. I just assumed you might be really busy, but thank you. I'm going to hold you to it now. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so the special show will either be one of these two things or both. It's going to be a short show. But a couple things that have intrigued our listening audience, I'm sure. First of all, and I've teased this before, is the Bush funeral letter. Yes, I'm still waiting to find out what the letter said. Well, I know what the letter said. I actually have a caption from a camera that was zoomed in. It's grainy, but I have it. I know you've told me this, so I've been waiting to find out. So I'm either going to do that one or my speculation, which is equally as interesting in my mind. Tell me what you think in the, uh, for the, from the audience. But the day that Trump was inaugurated, when they met the Obamas on the steps of the White House and Melania hands Big Mike a Tiffany blue box and there was all kinds of you know Kennedy-ish stuff going on there I have a theory and it's it's an educated theory through much deduction of what was in that box so one of those two things I will reveal on Thanksgiving only one yeah well both I mean do we get a vote maybe <coughs> have a Twitter poll and people can vote which they want. No, it has to be a comment. It can be a, a comment on the show and you need to like this. Agree. You have to like the show as well and put in a comment in it. Uh, we'll take them, but it's easier for me to tabulate. If it's on Twitter, it's, it's very hard for me to tabulate. So put a okay. comment in the show and also not only reveal which one of those, I'll only do one. So I've had these in my back pocket, Jesse, for a time when I go on holidays or something like that. So I can have a pre-recorded show and have something of interest. Right. Um, it wasn't current, uh, you might say, but uh, you know, I want to do something special. It's on my heart. So we'll do one of those things. So put that comment, but also like, subscribe, and put down something big that you want to happen. Don't make it a super long diatribe of words. Just put in something big. I don't have to necessarily understand it. And Jesse and I will pray over that. Will you commit yes, to that? I will. Well, on that note, thank you again for listening to Right On Radio. She is the Admiral of the Anti-Antichrist <laughs> Army. And I am your humbled host jeff thank you for listening love your god love your family love your neighbor and make a difference in your community right on radio right on radio